Okay. Good morning. This is Slappercast episode number 62. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm losing track now. Uh, well, luckily, you have a computer in front of you. Let's, yeah. start, let's start again. Does it have all the numbers? God's sake. Hmm. Uh, so, how are you guys doing? Good. Doing well. It's We're, a beautiful day. It is beautiful. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Ready? Yeah. Doing um, well. You're horny over there. Yeah. 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 Uh, so... Easter, come and gone. Mm-hmm. Didn't Can't, even didn't even know. I want to go to the store and get all the fifty percent off Reese's eggs. Oh. Just egg shaped chocolate. Oh. It tastes like eggs though. Well, you must wear a mask. Yes, exactly. I got my mask. Look at you! I brought it. Yeah, I went walking today, so I had to bring Excellent. it. Excellent. See, so. Chad, where's your mask? Uh, it's in the car. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway. Um, uh, so, Eric mentioned the other day that he was sick of talking about the big topic of the day, which, of course, the whole world is concerned OPEC. with right now. Yeah. 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 So, we OPEC. we decided we were not going to talk about that today. Although, OPEC did change. Uh, they did sign some deal the other day. I don't know what it was. That's, that's, why, that's why we're not talking about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just so 159 you know. up the street. I don't know where it is where you are. I've seen people post like 84 cents a gallon some places. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Colorado, say say goodbye to that. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I know. It's ridiculous. That's like Rid- 1970s prices. Yeah, baby. All right. Uh, so we, we asked people for questions. What? No, what? Uh, hell them. What'd you do for Easter? Chad? <laughs> yeah, Chad. That's not a question. Uh, I got ready for this show. So asking people for questions. Oh, that's. that's and I was setting up these scenes here so that. Looks a little nicer. So, so, so that took that took all day. Okay. What'd you do for Easter, mm-hmm. Eric? What did I do for Easter? It was yesterday. I uh, made some food. Good. Delicious. The tri-tip food, tri-tip roast, which I highly recommend. Affordable, a delicious cut of it's the sirloin on the bottom part of the cow. It's yummy. Um, had some taters. How'd you cook it? I uh, put a I put a dry rub on it and let it marinate in its own dry rub for about 24 hours. So I started on Saturday. And then yesterday I put it on a pan and seared it all up and stuck it in the oven for at 350 for about uh, 20, 30 minutes. And it came out delicious. Whoa. And then uh, taters and some asparagus. Did, did not know that you were the, 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 the chef. I've, uh, I've, I've, cooking is, uh, 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 there was a brief point in my life when I thought that Maybe I would want to go into the uh, culinary arts and uh, make that a career. Wow. And then I read Tony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential book, and I decided that it was not the place I really wanted to be. Why, why is that? <laughs> Have you read that book? No, but I know I know Bourdain. Yeah. He, he, he kind of, you know, he's always, uh, Tony Bourdain, when he was alive, you know, he was definitely, he called it like he saw it. He yeah. was honest, and he was just like, yeah. this is how this is, and this is great, or this is fucked up, or whatever it is. Yeah. You know? In this book, he basically talks about what it's like to be on the line in a lot of kitchens, and it didn't sound like any fun at all. Like It sounded like it was really hard work. It was really crazy, busy, stressful, mm-hmm. and I don't want to. I didn't want to. Have be you part worked in the that. kitchen before? I, well, I ran a bed and breakfast, and I was I was a breakfast cook for for my own business oh, wow. for five years. Yeah. So, wow. So yeah, who's I, yeah, bed and breakfast? I did, what? Who owned the bread, the bed and breakfast? Uh, it was my ex wife's family, and we took it over, and uh, and kind of made it um, like uh, you know award winning bed and breakfast in Austin. 
The things five, you learn when you see. That's why yeah. you don't go racing towards the cli- the. To what? <laughs> no, it's another Monty Python scene. Yeah. Then go stampeding towards the. Anyway, so um, <laughs> yeah. so you so you have to ask these questions. See, we we didn't know that about Eric C. Yeah. Hughes. There yeah. you go. I was also playing full time, so I would you know work, get up in the morning and do breakfast. And I'm not impressed. I got on, kids. On yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not. Um, uh, you know, and do that all day Ooh, long, and I then had to work. go to. And then go to the, and then go and play the gig, and then get the next morning and and, and do it again. The yeah. only the only morning I took I took off Friday morning because Thursday nights you know we're at the spoke with Jesse you normally yeah, and then we go out and party like rock stars afterwards. So Friday morning I was like, can I not cook on Fridays and yeah. Saturdays basically? Yeah. So sometimes I had There's to. There's a banana you just on get the up. table. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see you at but, five for yeah. dinner. But there are yeah. there are a lot of nights, especially when I was still playing in Houston a bunch, where I get home at like four in the morning and get up at six thirty and yeah, rise and shine and be the face that sold the business kind of a thing. Yeah, because my ex she didn't she never got up early she never yeah she never uh, yeah we heard that about her wanted, wanted to deal with the people which is fucked up because like you're in a yeah, back people back business back. <laughs> and, uh, so. yeah. But yeah I want to cool. I want to play music but I don't want to talk to people I'll I'll go into rap yeah yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah that's so yes yeah, so, so I've cooked before Oops. yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah. incredible. I'm, I'm yeah, asked. Um, I, I like cooking. It's yeah, fun. it's kind of like a little zen moment. When yeah, you get a chance to make a nice meal and try new stuff. And I, I was a pretty good baker for a while. I, I, I like baking a lot of baking a lot of food. A wow. master master baker. Master baker. Thank you. Yes. Not really. Not really. Not on the couch, please. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, so that was yesterday. Wow. And a roundabout story. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, I, uh, well, I, I got a lot done yesterday. The, the gut of the, gut of the house <laughs> just went nuts. Uh, we, 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 we did the, um, we did, the, we did the acoustic show on Saturday, uh, because we wanted to leave Easter Sunday free for Jeff and the kids. And, um, so, so yesterday just, um, got rid of a bunch of crap out of the house and set up the, the recording Station got a couple of little projects working on um, uh, uh, some music that I'm writing, and I was I, I just I, I miss playing live so much. I mean, you know, playing electric so much that I, I hooked up the rig. I was showing you earlier the the, the rig over there, and I just I mean, I, I think I damaged my ears. <laughs> I got damaged the, uh, the the neighbor's ears, but um, uh, yeah, it was. Um, uh, so, so yes, it was really fun in that. Oh, and, and then so I so I went for my my run, and went down to the to the bayou, and the signs were there was nobody down there, and the sign said park and trails are closed. So they finally did it. Houston finally did it, and I only saw oh. about two or three people on there. I left. I I, I turned. You turned and went right back home, and I, I my my daughter had gone for a run at the same time, and I I caught up to her, and she had uh, she uh, you know we she had gone a different way. And I knew, I knew which way she went, so I went and got her, and we just came home. And it was, it, it, it's it's rare that I, I mean I, I'm I'm such a weirdo that if I have enough of a window to go for a run, even if it's before a show. I remember you remember Austin uh, when we would play Austin every week, um, every practically every weekend. Yeah. If I had a 45 minute window, I could run three or four miles and be home and showered. Mm-hmm. Now it wouldn't be pretty. Because <laughs> I'd be getting in the car, sweating like a rapist, and just. <laughs> but if I have that 
if I have a, 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 you know, if I see enough of a gap, I'm going to take it. And I'm going to run. So it was very strange yesterday to U-turn and come back uh, after not, again, not even breaking sweat. And yesterday was 90 degrees. It was warm yesterday. I mean, just, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then today it's 60. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Not a cloudy yeah. sky and gorgeous. Really nice. So that was good. And then. Uh, Wait, so where, sorry to interrupt. Where's the trail that you run on? The one over here? Bayou, yeah. That, uh, sorry, sorry, Buffalo Bayou right here. Okay. Because I was. When I drove down today, down Houston, there were people walking on the trail on the White Oak Bayou. Yeah. That one. Well, there, there's still signs over there, too, but they're they're just not... Fucking people. I know. I mean, I have been running every day, and I've been, you know, trying to, uh, trying to you know, do something every day. And the reason why I stopped yesterday is because, you know, you know, if they're going to make a dent in this thing if they you know if, if if what they say is true and you you know everybody has to participate in the sheltering in place then the only way to do it is for everybody to do it and you've right. got to get up and above 90 percent of the people staying in because 50 percent isn't going to cut it 60 70 percent is not going to cut it you're going to have to you know everybody's going to have to dis- you know so so we uh we did our thing and we um you know the the coming home after not you know getting it, it was very strange. So anyway, I came home and I I just ripped the place apart and just got got busy with the. I also like to uh, to uh, to walk out in my porch in the morning. You know, just a just a sheet. You know, my hair down. <laughs> you freak the neighbors out and go, oh, he's here, he's here. But um, did you have your hair down yesterday? Yeah, morning? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like to. The prophecies you know, were true. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, very, very, uh, very, w- w- very productive day. One of the most productive <laughs> nice. I've had in a while. So, yeah. Cool. That was nice. But so Chad, seriously, all you did was get ready for today. All day, yes, all day yesterday. Well, I was also. How long does it take to make an Instagram post? <laughs> <laughs> I was also, uh, you know, uh, listening to the live stream recordings from. Oh, nice from the other day and trying to mix that. And I put up, started working on the video or the, the, the re-edit of that version, taking the alternate camera angle that Patrick got, which I didn't even know about until after we were done. I was like, Oh, cool. So when I pulled that off of his old, he does it. it's this old camcorder he has. So I was, I got that footage off, off of uh, his camera last night. And cause I'd never messed around with, you know, a and B camera footage before. Um, with this with this type of project anyway, and it's really easy to sync up the audio, uh, sync up the picture with the audio with using Adobe Premiere, which is what I've been using for this stuff. Um, it, there's just automatically you can just select two clips and say sync sync using the audio, and it goes and it wow thinks for a second and then lines it up. It's pretty nice. cool. That yeah. it, not not a lot of work involved with that, but that's what I was experimenting with yesterday. Um. Yes, on, on, yeah. but on that topic as well, you know, we're 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 doing the acoustic stuff, and uh, in with the rug ripped out from under you, you know, essentially with you know not playing live. Uh, has it been the same for both of you with the with the? No, I, I know Chad and I were speaking on the phone the other day. We were talking about just setting up the gear just for the hell of it, <laughs> just because. Yeah, <laughs> the the. You know the motion, just going through the motion of setting up the gear and wiring it up and sound checking. It's just, I never thought I'd miss that. 
<laughs> yeah. Mean, it's just, it's loony. Yeah. I have no, I have no, uh, there's always been like, whenever we've worked and it's just, we were saying, we we're talking about this in relation to, I don't understand why some people try to avoid that type of work, you know, uh, as we've seen with some, some of the musicians we've worked with over the years, they'll think of any excuse to just vanish when it's time to actually wrap chords and carry, <laughs> carry speakers around. But I've always felt like, like whenever we had a show in the past, um, even if I was having a, a down day or I was feeling kind of sluggish or whatever, and even, even on the drive to the, to the show, I get there. And as soon as I start getting out there and, and carrying the, you know, unloading the stuff and setting up, I'm just awake and, yeah. and happy. You know? Yeah, I agree. How, how, so, how many times have you played a show feeling miserable? Just, you know, dragging all the way there. And then you, on the drive home, just been yeah. through the roof. I have come home and gone for a run after, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? After being bedridden before it's, it's, it's just yeah. mind blowing how this, this affects you. And, but again, you have to be doing something that you like. I, I know that there's, I know that there's a, I know that there's, um, you know, people in bands that are not playing their, you know, what, what, and I hate you know, that hippie crap, you know, feeds your soul or feed, blah, 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 blah. But you have to be, you have to be doing something that you like and you have to have an input and in you have to be, you know, so, uh, uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's that's been driving me crazy. Is not the you know there's there's been say we play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it's you know eight ten hours a day of you know because you know you, you you know you have to you have to warm up. You gotta you know you get your you know you restring your guitars. You got all the stuff, and then get to the gig set up. Blah blah, blah all that stuff, and it's just been all those hours of physical. You know, yeah. physical work, and it's just, and, there, and then of course the music, and then seeing your friends out there, and seeing, you know, meeting new people, and blah blah blah, and all that comes to a screeching halt, and it's just mm -hmm. you're spinning, you're just, you know, absolutely spinning. It's it's uh, a very very strange time, and uh, I, I spoke to my to our to our friend uh, John Nania up in Nebraska, and uh, he's uh, he was asking me about uh, just in. He's he's such a such a fantastic friend first and foremost, but bass player he is. I I I don't know I don't know if I've ever uh, if I've ever met a more fluid, knowledgeable in every single uh, genre of music. Yeah, I don't know if I've yeah. ever met somebody that's just such a chameleon. In go anyway, the reason why I said it because because uh, we. You know, he's like, hey, uh, you know, he has a wonderful uh, YouTube channel, which we'll link to in this chat, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, um, but he, uh, and he just did, uh, he just did uh, a Judas Priest number off the Sad Wings of Destiny. I can't remember the name. Um, but uh, amazing, uh, just dexterity, this guy. And he just, but he, he plays it like, you know, like I, like I stutter, just effortlessly, <laughs> just you know, without a thought. It's just and, and it's so good, it's so precise, and he's got such great rhythm. Anyway, um, so we were talking about that, and he's like, "Hey, you know, give me some, give me some, you know, bass lines." Of course, I, I always go to Space Hog uh, in the meantime because that that's my that's you know, if I'm playing a bass, that's my warm up. And he uh, he goes, oh yeah, I love that song. And Royce and Langham, their bass player, Space Hog's bass player, one of these bass players that just immaculate tone. Space Hog, I think, is, is another band that 
overlooked or yeah, under, definitely undercooked or yeah, the, those guys it's just and, and I think that they I, I could be wrong and <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> Never, thank you. Um, uh, no, they. I think the reason why they fell apart was because of their their attention to detail, the band's attention to detail, and the the crew just not being able to hold it. To, you know, to the standard they set. I, I, that's that's what I'd heard from. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, a few local sound men and uh, uh, people in, in in the business huh. said that uh, this was back when bands, I think, were playing at Numbers and yeah, uh, some of the some of the clubs that came and went downtown. But Space Hog came through town. They was that was the that was the word on the street that they were one of those bands. But anyway, sorry, I I, I way off topic. But um, Space Hog was just the the sonic perfection. That would come out of a Space Hog record, um, is is something to behold. Yeah, and 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 every single one of them, a killer player. I don't think I know this band. How oh, really? Know, how do I not know this band? I'm sure you've heard some of their songs. It, it it's, it's funny along those lines of the being underrated that as as as, as infrequently as I hear people talking about them and and people n- not knowing who they are, I do hear their songs played in on, in pubs a lot. You know, yeah, when, when the music comes over. Yeah. Like, in the meantime, we'll come on. I think that's the one that you usually hear. That's well. That was their that was their big shining moment. Yeah. People will think that, uh, um, you know, like that there, there's there's a, there's these one hit wonder bands that you hear their hit and then you hear all their other. You know, if you're you know unfortunate or you know, uh, <laughs> you know, if if you run a stumble across their other stuff, you say, oh, I see why that was a hit. <laughs> they right. made a mistake and they hit a good song, right? And then the rest <laughs> of the songs are all dogs, right? But, uh. Uh, in the meantime, uh, although it's, uh, I still uh, salute. That's it. Um, the uh, even though that song in the meantime was such a such a big hit and such a sing along and and it had every kind of influence in it. They were huge Bowie fans, huge. I mean, just mm-hmm. n- 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 they didn't just steal from Bowie. They just they kind of they kind of uh, pulled. You know, they 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 made. Bowie, uh, an unofficial, uh, un- probably un- 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 uh, uh, uninvited, yeah, uh, you know, member of the band. The only yeah. other person I've heard do that is Ricky Gervais. When he when he sings, he has a, a he has a huge Bowie, and he's a, he doesn't even know he's doing it, but he'll always do impersonations when he when he uh, he'll do impersonations of David Bowie's speaking. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, dialect and his accent and his his drawl and his, you know all this. Oh, that's yeah. why. Okay, it says here made a modest stint in the late '90s alternative rock scene. I had stopped listening to music by the late '90s, so oh, so I, that's why I don't you know that. Cooking, Martha. Yeah, me and Martha Stewart. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's pre Snoop Dogg, by the way. What's that? Goggle it. You'll figure it out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's and it, you you. You don't really need any 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 proof that they're Bowie fans just from listening to their stuff. But there's one <laughs> dead giveaways. I forget what song this is. I keep moving in a frame. Um, there you can tell it's not verbatim, but there's a song. It's actually a, 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 a rare. It's like Tim Machine itself is underrated, but they're on their second album. <laughs> it's deeply underrated. Second album is even more underrated than the first one. But there's a really good track off the second album. Uh, you belong in rock and roll. You know that one. Yeah. Um, there's, there, I can't remember which, which space hog song this is, but you, you, and the, the melody and all that stuff is different, but you can tell that he was, 
he was using the, those lyrics as a template for the lyrics for, for the song. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a few yeah. couple phrases that are kind of similar. It's like, uh, yeah. see what you're doing there. Yeah. But it's kind of cool because nobody knows that song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so why not? I guess. Like, mm, I'll steal something that no one knows about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I want, so, so this week, ELO, next week, Spacehawk. Yes. Cool. Okay. I got it figured out. Yeah. But we, we covered America, right? Wasn't it in the song that we used yeah. to cover back yeah. in the day? Yeah. Before I met you, I think I was doing that one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a song called This Is America. And I believe it's off the. Oh, I don't even know what records it's off. Damn it. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it, it's a. It's a. It, 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 again, the lyric, not so much, but the timber of his voice and the style in which he sang that song was Bowie all the way. Oh, yeah. Except it was pure rock and roll. Mm-hmm. It, you know, Bowie ventures into that, you know, that, 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 that soft, swirly kind of stuff. These guys don't, they just hit it hard and they're, uh, the Hoggacy? Yeah, The Hoggacy. Thank you. 2001? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah, it was a wonderful album. Okay. Not a bad song on it. A lot of E's next to these songs. You know what that means? Oh. Essential? <laughs> existential. Existential. <laughs> Explicitly existential. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. But uh, I don't know. I, I had no intention of talking about Space Hog today on Easter Monday. Ta-da! <laughs> But do yourself a favor. Yeah, look him up. You might like it. Yeah, that was one of the things when you and I first started hanging out and and, uh, and sharing music back and forth. That was one of the first things you turned me on to. Was that band? So you got to hear this stuff. Yeah. So I think I guess maybe you were already covering America and Patrick yeah. Devon Band. Yeah. Yeah. So you and I started playing that. Don't say that name. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and early on. Uh, we may have mentioned this on the show briefly before, but when you and I first started working together, uh, the original idea wasn't to do Irish rock because you were at the time you were doing Patchy Dunbang. And the first idea we had was just to do a separate band from Patchy Dunbang because like, you still had there was going to be like a side project. And then, of course, uh, Tom Jenkins quit, so you you had me replace him. But uh, back then, for a brief period before we met Turi, that you you were saying let's just start moving away from that. Cause you're at the time you're just kind of getting tired of it because it, you weren't able to do, you, you hadn't been able to do with it what you wanted to do at the time. Yeah. So one of the things we we're talking about is like, we can do stuff like space hog and we we're kind of thinking of moving in that direction. Of course we're moving that direction anyway now, but uh, until Terry came along, it was like, that was kind of one of the things we we're thinking about was not to sound just like them, but kind of mind those influences, those same influences, Bowie, yeah, well, Bowie I mean, and queen. And, and anything, and anything with a pulse that you can dig into that you're not, you know, like Eric, you're not sitting back there just going one, two, one, two, three, one, two. You gotta have, like I just said, you know, five minutes ago, you've got to put, you gotta put some music in your mind, in your soul, in your, you know, that, that you're, that you're excited about doing, you know, um, uh, a question which, uh, that we got that we'll get to in a minute, you know, was, you know, uh, what songs do you, what's your favorite songs to play in the band, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there's, there's no song that comes across the set list that I go, oh. you know, okay, maybe Drunken Sailor. But um, there's there's no... Well, the new intro, come on. The new intro. Like, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I'm sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, 
uh, again, you don't have any intention of playing the song or, you know, you just, maybe let's just forget about it. But then you play it and people sing along and they jump. You know what? It, hell with it. You know, two chords never sounded so good. You know, just uh, uh, f- fun and uh, energetic, you know, and then, you know, you know what? If you don't like it, you know, put your back into it. Have a little fun with it. See see what you think. You know, again, I, I you know, I listen to uh, uh, Satisfaction or, you know, Stones or um, anything Paul McCartney. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I, I think to myself, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't, you know. There's, there's just, there, there's not enough money or time to, to, to sit around and play that, you know. Just <laughs> never, the, the song never grabbed me. I understood the, the, the hook, and the, the impact that it had on that time. But you know, uh, you know, if you like that, you know, I so said, why didn't, why didn't the Kinks stomp all over the Stones, you know, with, with that, you know, the. You, you know, because they go from question. Lola, they go to you know. I mean, they, that, that's that's to, to me. There's no comparison. You know the. Anyway, sorry, I, I'm I'm I've, I've had way too much coffee today. One of the one of the things that happened with the Kinks is that they were unable to tour United States. No, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm shining the light on the 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 put. put both of those songs, I put a couple of those songs side by side, and uh, Ray Davies, uh, oh, such an amazing songwriter and performer, and the, and the band was great too. And again, nothing wrong with the Stones. I'm not a Stones fan. Um, I, I'm I'm I, I don't. I think Charlie Watts. The thumbs up was out of frame, by the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I I'm not a. Uh, a Keith Richards fan. I'm not a you know a, 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 a and I think that what they've done is incredible. And to be doing it at, to this day, oh, not now, boys. Stay at home, <laughs> you know, like the rest of us. But just to, to uh, but you know, you put those two bands side by side. You go, why did that happen? And how was there ever a Beatles and a Stones, you know, competition? There's no competition. There's nobody in there. Those guys couldn't. They couldn't plug in the amps for the, for the Beatles. Yeah. I, so I'm sorry. I think that was kind of a one way street as far as that was concerned. As far as influence going back and forth. I don't know. I don't really think the Beatles were really concerned about what the Stones were doing at any one point. No, I, I, yeah, say, I, say, no I, I say that again. I don't really think the Beatles were concerned about what the Stones were doing at any one point. No, they were the giving them songs. Right. Here, yeah. Here's a song. Try this. Will be yeah. this will be a hit for you. Yeah. That we wrote. You know, enjoy yourselves. Have a good yeah, time. Yeah, I, I, and I'm not talking about the bands. I'm just talking about from a fan's perspective, looking at a stage where there's the Stones and the Kinks on. You know, and again, uh, you know, Beatles show you couldn't hear anything anyway. So right. So that you know they they eliminate themselves, but you know just the. Oh, let's play that for five minutes. <laughs> no, let's go home. One, yeah. one, one of the funniest things along those lines is uh, the, the 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 Stones album, their Satanic Majesty's, Majesty's Request. Mm. Are you familiar with this one? No, it's that's like that was like their answer oh, yeah. to Sergeant Pepper, yeah. where the cover is this ridiculous. Clearly, they were they were trying to do something similar. They were in these silly out like wizard outfits and stuff. 
and, and it, 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 that album apparently took such a long time to get to, it came out like a year and it came out in 68, which by that point, the psychedelic thing was already starting to wind down, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, the Beatles were, had moved on by right. that point from that. Uh, but it's what's, what cracks me up about that album is the, the how miserable the stones look on the cover. And it's, it's like the, when you, you dress up a cat in a costume and they're a dog and they're just like, uh, it's, that's kind of what they look like in the shot. Yeah. Anyway. And there's like maybe two good songs in that record, I think. I don't know. I think in a, uh, in a street fight, the kinks would uh, stomp all over the Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Dave, like, Dave Davies just his yeah. guitar licks alone could take that yeah. band down. And it's it's funny because you know we talk about like at the end of the month I got to do a talk about uh, for the School of Rock thing. We're doing all these master classes. I'm doing one on on heavy metal, and um, and uh, you know I just think this has nothing to do with it. But I'm just thinking about like how we how we discuss and how we define genres and music, and when do when do certain movements start and when do certain movements end? Like. You just mentioned the psychedelic era kind of by 68, it was starting to yeah. wind down because um, once the seventies came, like music changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, but you think about something like the kinks. I mean, it's definitely like here, we're planting some seeds for the punk rock movement. That's going to come <sighs> oh, in yeah. about, I don't know, 10 years, eight yeah. years from now, mm-hmm. kind of a thing, you know, because that was some rocking hard edged stuff. You know, it's not metal. It's not n- nothing, not, not even near what metal is going to become. But as far as like a, an aggressive, like in your face, not only tone, but like story, like, you know, father Christmas, it's a Christmas song, right? Yeah. We're going to beat you up and take your money, Santa. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of a thing. So that's, that's punk rock right yeah. there. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, Dave Davies used to, you know, cut holes in the, in, in, in the speaker to, to get that, to get that growl out of the thing. And I just, uh, I didn't, you know, I always wanted to, you know, even, even now I've got, you know, with, with the, with the gear that I use, I can get every single tone known to man on the, the, and I still want to go heavier. I still want to get, you know, that, just that, those noises that make, you know, just, just, you know, again, scares the wildlife, but, um, but he, he early on was, was cutting holes in the speaker to make, to get that distorted. Yeah. You know, and, and I and it's funny uh, in my uh, in my uh, remodeling of the house or gutting the house, whatever I was doing yesterday. Um, I uh, I had uh, on YouTube. I had a bunch of Saxon playing early, early, early Saxon, and to go back and listen to Saxon early, early, early on, um, uh, late seventies. They were the Kinks were heavier than Saxon, and to have uh, Nigel Glocker on drums for Saxon and uh, to, for, for the guitar tone to be that weak, you can cut all this shit out. I'm just as terrible. <laughs> but, uh, uh, to, you know, because I, I, I remember coming into that, to, to the room a couple of times, go, whoa, what, what is that? It, it sounds like, it sounds like, um, like a dying amplifier. That's that's terrible. Who yeah. ever let that yeah. go? And again, Steve Harris had that problem with Iron Maiden with their first record was he hated the production of it because the it, it wasn't what uh, and people love it. People still say it, some people say it it was their best album to date. It mm-hmm. is their best. And you know, I'm I'm, you know, if, if if Steve Harris says that we stop playing music, then we stop playing music. That's just how it goes. But 
if he doesn't like it, then I don't. I mean, I still, I, I still appreciate the record and I still like the songs, but I understand completely. You listen to Phantom of the Opera and it sounds like, it sounds like, you know, like, diddly, 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 diddly. it just, it sounds like Guitar Center on a Saturday afternoon. You just want a bullet right to the, you know, right to the back of the skull. It's awful. But again, you hear it played today and they got, Yannick and they got Dave and they got Adrian and they they, they play it properly now with the oh, right yeah yeah so anyway yeah. like I say wait well you wait. know why because Martin Birch didn't produce it I know I, and he was he was upset with them he said well you know well lads why didn't you call me why didn't you they said well we didn't think you'd be are you kidding me so, uh, oh well yes uh, so are we ready to move on to some of these questions that people have sent us no I think we should go <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna use. Oh, ah. I go ahead. Ask the question. Okay. 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 Oops. What's the question? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got uh, we got Susie in Cincinnati. What a caller! Go ahead, caller. Hi. First time caller. Long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, Ellen Ellen Reeves Ellen Ott Reeves, my friend Ellen. The beautiful, the wonderful. Yes. You say it correctly, Chad. Yes. Uh, she, she asked, how was the decision arrived at to replace T-shirts for collared shirts? <laughs> I think she's referring more to my wardrobe changes, right? I, I'm assuming that's what she doesn't specify. But yeah, I, I recently updated my wardrobe. How? Finally. How, how did you do that? Online, I shopped online. Uh, one of the reasons why I only had a few collared shirts before that that fit me and that I liked, and I hate shopping, so it took me just a long time to figure out that I could buy shirts online and return the ones that didn't fit. So once I figured out a brand and a size that it worked, I was like, okay, this one, this one, this one, this one. So the, that that's why <laughs> I'm wearing different clothes now. But anyway. Yeah, um, we. Uh, I I, I uh, usually have collared shirts. My sleeves come off because I do sweat uh, an inordinate amount, and uh, it's not it's uh, it's not nice. I have I have more shirts in my van than I do in my closet, and I've got a lot of shirts in my closet. Um, but I think that the and again this is only me but we uh i think that the band should should without a doubt look better or at least attempt to dress better than the punters yeah it does make it a question being when did the collared shirts become you know when did you get you guys discussed or did you discuss collared shirts versus t-shirts on 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 stage and uh, well, I was just saying that. Well, I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just saying that the that the bands should. I mean, in, in, again, just I think the band should attempt at least to look better than the. I, I and again, this is just me. I can I can't stand going into a bar, watching the band in shorts and flip flops and chairs on the Ooh. stage and. Uh, yeah. uh, it, Give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, which, which the, the 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 sitting down for the acoustic thing. Drive me up the wall. I can't stand it. Um, so, um, so yeah, we used to wear t-shirts 
you know, back in the day and stuff like that, just again, because of the, I, I have to change shirts. You know, if we play a four hour gig, there's a shirt to load in shirts, the first set, second set, third set, fourth set a shirt to load out, drive home. And, you know I mean? And so that's why, that's why mine are, uh, yeah. Well, we have the credit to, would you, can we say, I mean, should we, we should probably say where you buy most of your shirts, right? No, I can't say that. Is he still? Is, is oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. the name of the shot? It's called, um, I, I just know his name is Salim. He's a, Salim, uh, yes. It's a place on the, used to be the Buffalo Exchange. He's got a shop right across the street from there on, on West, oh, Buffalo Exchange is gone, but, um, across the street, um, wonderful, wonderful shop. And, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, they're all, uh, he's, uh, he's a Persian gentleman and, uh, the, the, the shiniest, craziest looking shirt you've ever seen. It has that, uh, uh, anything. Oh yeah. I've seen all the pictures that, you know, that, 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 that Tiger Man show, the Tiger, um, oh yeah. Tiger King. Tiger King. That, I was like, wait a minute. That guy's got my wardrobe. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with me? Um, but now, I, I, um, again, I, I don't even know how I found it. I was at Buffalo Exchange and I saw that shop, saw one of the shiny shirts outside. And I went, okay. oh, I'll have some of that. And I went across and nicest man in the world. And he goes to, uh, he goes home and he'll have his family hands so 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 these sh- these shirts that you get will not be on a rack in target or in oh. you're just not going to see them anymore, yeah which is it's a, it, and i guess it's not a fashion thing it's just you know you're you know you're supporting a family business this is a you know and this mm-hmm. is a guy that just loves his gig he just loves his gig and mm-hmm. uh, i remember one time i went in there he had his he was he was having his dinner and uh you know, nobody else to man the store, so he's just eating another thing. And he he was he was embarrassed about. It. He wanted to put the food away. He said, "Don't t-, you know?" And then he was offering me, you know, you want to sit down <laughs> and, and eat with yeah. me, you know? And it's yeah, just nice. I mean, just absolute gentleman. So we we became fast friends, and and uh, he uh, and you know he'll he'll text me and go, "Hey, I've, you just got back from, you know, uh, um, well he's he, he goes to he goes to a few places, but um, I think his they have a shop in." Uh, anyway, I can't remember. What, I, I don't want to tell a lie, but yeah, he'll he'll text me and say, "I've got a bunch of new shirts." So I'll go down and check them out, and they're all pretty. They're all they they run pretty small, but uh, he he has a couple of a uh, couple of shirts that. So anyway, that's why I like to. That's why I like to 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 you know wear a shirt, and even though the sleeves come off. Huh? Uh, <laughs> so. Well, I just yeah. think it looks. I think it just like you said. It just it just looks it just looks more professional, you know. It's yeah. Like, as Alan Alan Hill says about bands that either wear their street clothes or they wear shorts or whatever, the the saying is, "Why do you hate yourself more than you hate your audience?" You know, because you know, all these bands we wear suits. El Orbis, yeah. we wear suits. Um, whenever I played in, in a country band, it was always jeans and a and a and a pearl snap. You know, and and when you know when we started. When we started playing, I was like, I'm, this is what I'm going to wear because this is what I'm used to wearing. And, you know, it's always, I think I wore a t-shirt for the, that live set we did outside of Pete's yeah. at the very first week, St. Patrick's Day. I, yeah. wore, I wore the green, our, our green St. Patrick's Day t-shirt. Yeah. But I just think that, you know, like you said, you want to look better than the audience. But if the audience is paying a cover, they're paying, they're paying for a show, 
part of the show is how you look, how you present yourself on stage, yeah. and that includes how you dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, no hats. I mean, a cowboy hat, obviously, because it's, it's part of the way you look. You look good in it, but you, you take it off and you throw your hair around or whatever. It's part of your image, and that looks good on you, you know? But That's I would never wear a baseball cap oh, on yeah. stage. I would. I can't really pull off a cowboy hat like in public, so I don't. I choose not to wear my hair. I think is, you know, good. Chad, Chad's the way he looks has got a really nice look about him. Um, so I just think you know. But the guys, you know, no baseball hats, no, 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 nothing, nothing stupid. You know. Yeah, you know. I, I, I understand the punk bands and the, the, the I understand that. And that's that's again the, you know. Their mark. That's their, but the, 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 the stool on the chair, music stand, shorts, shorts and flip flops, flops. gun in the mouth. So yeah, I think I think I think I think one, we were talking about this, and somebody even said, "Well, what if it's like you know super hot out?" And I'm like, "No, no, we we gotta wear, we gotta look." Yeah. Now I, I've been guilty of that. We played at uh, down in Galveston on the beach, and I did that. I did the shorts for a couple of shows, and I tell you something. It felt tremendous, but it was a. Uh, had a couple of complaints. Is uh, please never do that again. <laughs> that the- That's the cool thing about the, the the shirts that I bought recently is that they're all really light fabric. They're all mostly polyester, yeah. and they breathe so well. I I don't think yeah. I would mind wearing them in in the heat. Yeah, that's so, why Victoria's will find out. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they're they're yeah. It's it it and it, it just and it makes you it. it I, not that you need any reminding, but it really does. It kind of reminds you, hey, people paid. They they paid for this, you know. Yeah. Step it up, and yeah. even even if there even if there is no cover charge. No, I just mean the 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 bars paying. Oh yeah, paying, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The, I mean, yeah. you're you're in a you're yeah. in a professional setting, and you know, and again, even if you were going to an open mic and you're you know you're aspiring to be a, a performer. Set yourself apart from sure. the gits that are coming in that, that just, you know, I sound really good singing Wonderwank on a, on a guitar. I'm going to go and do this professionally. <laughs> and then they come in and they, you know, step above that. Step out, you know. Yeah. You know, that's, I, again, just me, it's, it's not a, it's not a, uh, uh, it, I, 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 I it's, although we've spent 10 hours now talking about it, just, it's not something that I thought about. It just, you know, it was, it was one of those things you want to be a better, you, Better, you know, prof- more professional looking sounding band. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, look the part. <laughs> Having said all that, I promise I will shower <laughs> and do my hair for the next podcast. Thank you. Oh, very okay. Much. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> this Sorry. Is- Sorry, Greg. Sorry, Greg. Yeah. I'm wearing a baseball hat, Greg. Sorry, Greg. Yeah. 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 yeah There's a big Dodge pulling up outside. Oh, he's not oh. happy. Storm me up. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed too. Um, which is funny for me because usually if I'm not on stage, people don't usually, if I'm like just walking through the, the venue, most time I, I usually don't get recognized. I, I usually am pretty good at just slipping into the, into the shadows. Yeah. Cause he stands in front of me. So no one sees me. But since I've been wearing these shirts again. that people, I get stopped yeah. a lot more often. Well, they're, they're flashy shirts, man. They look good on you. Yeah. Thank you. They look good off you too, but that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's a van. That's a van story. <laughs> Next week on Slappercast. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Cool. Thank you, Ellen, for that question. And, okay. So here we have a couple questions that are related. Sean Parker asked Florida Tour. Hi, Sean. 
And Sarah asks, are you lads ever playing in or near Austin again? We miss you. We miss you, Sarah Aiken. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to definitely gonna be back in Florida. And uh, we've got to go get some of that bland food. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, love Florida. Um, got to get back. Got to get back. Yeah, it's, man, as soon as they let us back out... It's, as soon as they let us into that van and on that road, I'm telling you something, there's going to be hell to pay. I mean, we're going to any anywhere there's an outlet, a plug socket, we're going to plug in, we're going to <laughs> yeah. play some rock and roll. And um, uh, we, we talked to our friend Nikki in uh, Phoenix. We may go out there, um, you know, again, depending what the, what the what the landscape looks like when they lift this crap. We may just go out and do a long weekend out in Phoenix, like you know, to be you know to be announced. You know, stay close, keep your ear to the yeah computer, because uh, yeah. And then also uh, Austin, yes, we have a we have a it, 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 the there's so many things to be to be down about with all this bullshit going on right now. There's so many things to be you know. One of the one of the really depressing things for me was we had just hit. Uh, uh, you know, we struck oil essentially in some of these new clubs. You know, Four Star and Brenham, and a couple of places in Austin and new, uh, and and in uh, New Braunfels that we had uh, talked to, and they they're very very interested. And we we had already set dates. You know, we hadn't nailed them down, but we'd we'd, we'd holds on these dates, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and it, like flick, a flick of a switch, lights go out. Mm. No. Yeah. No, you know, so I'm not calling anybody and and uh, and pestering them about right. the the you know the, the everybody's everybody's in their uh, you know everybody's running around their own space trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do. Yeah, and the employment's just spiked. Uh, the unemployment has spiked. I mean, it's it's it really is. It's just. And I can get cut this crap out if you like, but I'm looking out the window at this gorgeous day, no humidity, perfect temperature, and I feel I I, I don't know if I've felt better in a hundred years. Mm. And all this stuff, but there's nothing you can do. You cannot do yeah anything yeah. And uh, people talking about getting three weeks to the gallon, you know, of the you know, in the cars and mm. uh, just stuck. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's been helpful. Being in here, being you know, because I have, like I said, been writing a lot of music, and uh, that that part's been wonderful. But the bad part is not having. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst part like, of it. That so, kind of outlet, yeah, yeah. So clearly, the answer to those questions is yes, but we don't know when. We just we don't know. It it, it definitely is going to happen, but the problem is people want to book us, but they just can't commit to anything right now. So yeah, we again again getting the emails in. Uh, f- from the places that we were booked up in the Midwest and the East Coast and all that, saying, "Say yeah, sorry, it's been pushed forward," and you know, and you can't, you can't know what the, what the, yeah. you can't forecast yeah. the, the the punters numbers, you know, hitting, yeah, hitting the, hitting the hitting the clubs, yeah, you and just he, don't know. So, case in point, we had to we've had to call off our Ireland tour this year, which is going to be really frustrating because by the time October rolls around, things might. be would hope that things have, will be have been back to normal. Hopefully, for yeah, hopefully by then. But the problem is that it takes months to 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 get the stuff together, and there's just no way 
I mean, it's not impossible, but it's highly unlikely we'd be able to pull it together. Well, I spoke to my mother yesterday in, in Ireland, and uh, they pushed the, the date forward again. So with people not uh, obeying or abiding by the the shelter in place with, you know, it, 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 it's like that one prick in class that would keep yapping and your your detention would be... Yeah, yeah, two days, be, three days. Yeah, yeah, you know, it would be extended, extended, extended. Yeah. So with you know, with 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 the with the people, you know, we we all have to pull together in this. You know, we're we're all we're all connected, whether you like it or not. You know, so I mean, you have to you have to you know pull together on this to get out of it. Otherwise, we spin, we sit, we wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> We didn't want to talk about this. <laughs> it's kind of with that, at least in regards to that question, it's kind of unavoidable. So true. But now we've addressed it, so we'll move on. Um, Next question. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> our friend Aaron, Erin uh, uh, Parker Posey, I believe her name is. Erin um, right? Parker Posey. Is you mean Parker Posey? Anyway, yeah. Erin Aaron is, is an old friend of ours. She's she's uh, come to see us hundreds of times. In a call station, I think in Austin as well. Yep. Um, anyway, she she had a she had, uh, several different questions. Uh, one of which we've kind of already touched on uh, when you were talking about uh, cooking. She says, "What what what uh, do you guys have hobbies outside of music?" Yes. And also, what hobby or skill would you like to learn? Yes. Oh, what hobby or skill would you like to learn? Yeah. So, would you consider cooking a hobby of yours? I suppose it was I mean, a professional. It was a vocation for, a, for yeah. a little bit, but you know, ever since I was a kid, I've I had always gradu- uh, graduated, gravitated to the kitchen. Uh, my mom was actually a really good cook, and she had to cook. Is uh, is yeah? Well, she doesn't cook a whole lot these days. Well, because you're here. What? And she's there. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, no, but I mean, still, <laughs> like when they go north for the summer, she's like, "I'm not cooking." Yeah. Fuck that! I'm not cooking. Yeah. So, um, she got potty mouth. She, well, shouldn't say that, but. Okay. She might. I don't know. Um, but growing up, I always gra- uh, gra- you know gravitated towards the kitchen to be to hang out with mom and kind of watch. And then when I got on my own, just cooking sort of came kind of natural. Like I had a lot of you know trial and error kind of stuff. But it just what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that um, uh, really big. I really like uh, the history of American cinema, American film. So I'm I'm not I'm not a full on cinephile but i like you know i went through the afi i went through two afi lists top 100 lists and watched every movie on those lists if i hadn't seen them so an afi stands for american film institute okay yeah if you go online to to the afi american film institute website they have a bunch of lists like top 100 action movies or top 100 whatever and 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 the list changes every year because they add new films get voted on or older films get voted off or voted back on. So it's kind of fun to go through and see what you've seen and, and whatever. So one year I went through the entire list and watched every movie yeah. on that list. Um, I'm big into I like tiki stuff. Yeah. Uh, you've seen the house, of course. So, yeah. But I'm not, again, my hobbies are very much like, I don't want to say peripheral because I, I don't do a full deep dive into it. I don't make it part of my like life you know, mm-hmm. like some people do, like some people are like, like people that go to like the, the tiki conventions are just like, that's too much for me. Oh, yeah. I, can't, I, can't I wouldn't even know there was such a thing. Well, there's, a bunch, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, no. I think there's a convention for, for 
dandruff for no, there's a mention for everything <laughs> from lint yeah. from a Reddit the, from, from, yeah from there's, there's dryer actually, lint there's actually I think there's there's tiki con and then there's the I think it's called the hukila there's two big ones but I don't have the patience to deal with well any also of that think stuff. about your schedules yeah. too you know I mean in we have the three of us right now in this room on this beautiful day and we've 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 sold our souls to rock and roll. Uh, in that we are so let's say all this shit didn't happen so right now we're in a van traveling for three weeks two and a half weeks oh no wait this is that's next month may i I don't even know may we're supposed to be may three weeks so Mm -hmm. so in in your hobby if you're an avid collector or a blah 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 on and on and on when are you going to have time to commit to those festivals well, or to or or all the stuff that yeah. you want to do. And even if I was, I mean, even if I had the time, I just couldn't deal I couldn't deal with those people. Yeah. You know? I, the thing that I do is I do the percussive art society, the the drum convention thing that I'm involved with, that I can deal with because those are my people. Yeah. Percussion music they're, it's they're, fun. You know, that's, you look up to them and, and likewise. Well, yeah, and that's that's less of a hobby, it's more part of my vocation. Yeah, even so though it's fellow it's, professionals. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a professional thing. But yeah. So I'd say I'd say cooking, movies Cheeky stuff. Um, I like doing yard work when I can, yeah. but even then, it's you know just yeah. Music is not a hobby, but it's a vocation. So yeah, that's me anyway. So what are your hobbies, Chad? Yeah, Chad. Uh, this is really a tough. We've we've talked about this on the show before, and it's it's a hard question for me to answer because I don't really think I've ever had a hobby. I mean, when I was a kid, I liked to draw, you know. But there's so much, like you're saying, we're, we're what'd you say, children of rock and roll, or Slaves sold our, our sold our souls. We sold our souls. Sold yeah. So I, pretty much everything I do, <laughs> there. If I'm if I'm just not watching TV or a movie or something, if I'm on my computer, chances are I'm working on something related to the band. Um, and that's one of the the fun things about this is because I have so many different. You know, I I, major, I majored in media arts when I was in high school at HSTVA, high school for the performing, performing visual arts department that no longer exists. The media department, anyway. Fame. Totally different. Yeah. Remember fame? <laughs> yeah. Those are one of the funny I things. <laughs> that was a funny thing about the media department is that we didn't fit the your your stereotypical fame, you know. No, I know. Just, we were yeah. we were in the hallways with our notebooks and cameras and stuff. But you still have the leggings, the we, the, the, the <laughs> leg warmers? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um don't pan down. <laughs> but you know, I I've got a background in video production, which is one of the things I I'm enjoying being able to play around with this stuff now. Uh so I've touched on you know graphic design and web design and all that stuff. All that's all that goes into the band. Um, so there really isn't you know if if, if this wasn't related to the band, you know I could say maybe it was a hobby. You know I do have a, a keen interest in podcasting, but here we are doing a podcast for the band. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think the last thing I mentioned when when this question came up was was poetry because I, I used to study poetry it was creative writing was my, really? my major in, in, in college neat and had i gone on to f- actually finish my degree <laughs> it was going to be english with a concentration in creative writing I, I had declared that at u of h and if this if i hadn't gone on to do this chances are i probably would have gone back to grad school yeah to study writing so kind of a hobby but also it, it was sort of a, an abandoned vocation kind of like with your cooking thing it was kind of something that i like i moved it Actually, well, it wasn't even really the same thing because I never made money writing. <laughs> so I, I actually st- I was heading in that direction at one point, and then I and I steered, uh, changed direction. But um, 
And but poetry is something I would like to get back into again. I just I'm really as far as reading, I'm, I'm really bad about reading now. I don't really read anymore. And I have you read I, that Andy Partridge book I gave you? I've read some of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't, yeah. Well, I should probably but, just give it back to you now. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> but yeah, with Judy being your mother being such a good cook, did you? What, how did that escape you? I'm just lazy. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. My sister, yeah. My, so my older, I have an older brother. He's really good at grilling stuff. Like he's he loves to grill, even though he lives in Connecticut where it snows a bunch. But my sister, who I love Oops. to death, no skills in the kitchen. Like none. Like one day she's like, Come over to mom and dad's house, I'm making chili. I'm like, Oh, awesome, she made chili. I get there and I can see all the Hormel cans stacked up yeah, on the, yeah, next yeah, to the yeah, sink. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, What the fuck is this all about? Yeah. Yeah. And and so. again, I, I I hate to I hate to go back to Anthony Jeselnik, but there's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, joke that Anthony does where he says, he, has, uh, he says, I don't have anything, <laughs> I can't, paraphrasing, of course, he goes, he says, I don't have any proof. He says, I cannot say this with 100% certainty, but I think my, my sister's you know, uh, being abused and because uh, <laughs> her cooking improved. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so, look. She, as soon as she got married, everything improved. <laughs> Sorry, every time I hear that, I just uh, yeah. So, yeah. So good. Anyway, yeah. so um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised because you've you've mentioned, how- I, well, yeah, and I have dabbled in it too. I used to, you know, before I stopped eating eggs, I, I was trying to perfect my omelet at home. I was getting pretty good at it too, um, but I abandoned that. Um, I would like to cook more because my mom, my mom has a in particular has, has a, a spaghetti sauce recipe that has had been handed down, mm. handed down from our, from our, our ancestors in um, Sicily. Uh, so my, my, my great grandparents came from Sicily, her great, her, her grandparents. Um, so there's a recipe that her mom learned from her dad, uh, my, my grandfather's mother. <laughs> well, I'm glad <laughs> my great grandmother. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, it's complicated. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sam, my mom's name is San Pieri. Yeah. San Pieri, as it would be pronounced in Italy. Wow. Uh, something uh, like that. Where's this recipe? I want to I try it. Yeah. Out. She, and she's, so she's been very, very patient with me with the vegan thing. So she's, she's made a, and I know a lot of our, our relatives would probably cringe at this, but she made a vegan version of her sauce, which is amazing. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I love, to me, that's the greatest food in the whole world is, uh, when my mom makes that stuff, anything my mom makes is amazing. But that's yeah, has always been at the top of my list. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I do want to because she's given me that I have that recipe. You know, I had the old recipe on paper too. But at some point, I want to actually make it myself. But I have yet to do it. Just do it. It's <laughs> yeah. easy. It's I know. Way easier. Than Especially you now, I should just yeah. You know, and Sicilian food is Italian food. I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I'm sorry, Sicilians. I know. It's, I know it's different than Italian, but. It's the, yeah. some of the best about food, that. Yeah. Some of, about that. Some of the best food is the simplest food, and Sicilians and yes. Italian food is actually very simple. Yeah, and it's just a handful of ingredients, and it's always going to taste awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. make the damn sauce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I by this is gets you know, a slightly sensitive subject for for Italians and Sicilians, but I was raised being told I knew that our ancestors were from Sicily, Bronte, Sicily specifically. By the way, um. Which is famous for its uh, pistachios, uh, big, big, uh, big uh, crop there. Um, anyway, 
You're nuts over there. But I, I, I was raised. I'd, I'd been told as I was when I was a kid growing up. Yeah, you're part Italian. You are. Your your great grandparents came from uh, from Italy or from Sicily, but they're Italian. You know. So, I, but as I grew up and went out in the world, one of my first jobs was at Butera's Delicatessen here in Houston, um, which closed. I don't know, ten years, Next to you, twelve yeah. years ago. Yeah, making the sauce. <laughs> but that was run by by uh, the Buteras, were were an Italian family from the, from the mainland of Italy. I forget where in Italy they were from. But when I went to go interview for that job, oh, <laughs> Sammy Sammy Butera was interviewing. He was a great guy. But I said, so he said, yeah, oh, my, you know, I'm part Italian too. So I really, where are your family from? I said, oh, from Bronte, Sicily. He goes, he goes oh, he goes, it's like sorry, I really, but you you should know that, that you know mainland Italians and Sicilians don't really think of each other you know the way you might think i forget exactly what he said but he's very polite about it i was like oh okay and there's later D- dallas houston <laughs> yeah it's kind of yeah. i guess i don't know i have no idea but there was this again that happened later when we were playing in washington dc i forget the name of that pub there was a four fields the pub in, in dc there, 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 there are many carry on <laughs> uh but there was somebody there we, we got into the same subject and uh and she she said she found out I was from Bronte or my, my ancestors from Bronte Sicily. And she goes, "Oh, you're not even Italian." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, fine." Yeah, yeah I, I just yeah. dropped it. I'm Sicilian then. I'm part, you know, there you go. I'm part Sicilian. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. And I'm happy to say that if that's the way you guys want it. <laughs> See, <laughs> told you. That was off camera, by the way. Told you they were different folks. Yeah. Uh, All right, anyway. Patrick. Hobbies. Hobbies. Uh, just besides running. Dressing up in women's clothes and hanging out in bars. Yeah, that's it. No, I, I yeah, running. Uh, you know, it's it's a. Uh, um, I'm simple, very very simple. And uh, yeah, I love. Uh, I don't. I don't consider myself a cook at any level, but uh, but you get hungry enough, you learn real quick. You know, uh, I moved to Boston when I uh, when I left Ireland, and uh, it was my f- first stop. And food there is not great. And I, <laughs> I worked in a, a, in a, I worked in a bar making smoothies and a, a Faneuil Hall, big tourist place. And uh, I also worked in a there. I forget the name of the place. It was a Mexican restaurant. My friend Billy Stamatis and my friend John Redmond and uh, a few others worked there. And miserable. It made it made Taco Bell look like a seven course, you know, gourmet meal. This place was awful, um, but got really good at the spinning the sour cream guns. So yeah, I, nothing, I have no, uh, says, I have no. Nothing says Mexican food like Boston. Yeah, or Faneuil Hall actually. Faneuil Hall, misery, misery under a roof. Just every kind of food you never want to see in a. It's a, it, it's a flea market of uh, air conditioned flea market, and uh, or heated being the time of year. So uh, yeah, I, I, hobbies is. D- running you know uh, that's it yeah i'm just boring really boring <laughs> and, I, and i and i i've uh i've really really enjoyed this uh it, the lately you know writing these these new you know these new songs i'm just uh, i'm excited i just i can't wait to the only problem is with with my writing is i'm limited to the 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 drum pat patches that I have I've got oh, about yeah. Yeah, I've got about yeah. sixty and I don't like any of them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, co- coffee is a big passion of yours, though. Wouldn't you yeah, say? I'm I'm not a I'm not a I, I I have ordered the stovetop espresso maker, so I'm gonna. Uh, uh, but, yeah, well, you've talked in the past about possibly you know 
having your own coffee shop. Well, I've, 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 for a hundred years, I've wanted to to have a coffee shop. Again, there's no way in hell with what we're doing, right? The the you I mean it's seven days a week, twenty four hours a day. You just don't leave. The 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 you got the, two kids. Yeah, you let them run the school. Out of school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, uh, my daughter's a huge coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, now, she likes stuff in her coffee. She'll drink, she drinks the black with me, and the, but she also likes the, you know, those fluffy drinks, you know, those for, uh, kind of. so like I, macchiatos I, and stuff like that. Or? Yeah, 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 anything, you know, that's, yeah, not, not the colored, you know, red, green, rainbow bullshit, you know, it's like the frozen stuff. Or? Yeah, not that stuff. But the, the or, you know maybe the coffee stuff with caramel in it or sweet oh. stuff you know, but not the not the you know that stuff looks like a unicorn vomited you know into a you right. know it's like, what the hell is that? Starbucks actually had a drink called unicorn something recently when it was stupid unicorn semen unicorn it was something goofy like oh, it was a yeah. I don't know, but if you have Devlin's Coffee Shop whatever you want to call it, yeah, you can you're going to serve americanos and macchiatos and lattes and stuff like that but no frozen stuff yeah i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't mess with that i mean it's like I, I, I mean, iced, iced coffee maybe i, I like iced coffee Cold I, room, I, maybe? Okay. I do the problem with iced coffee I, is I you can menu. drink it so quickly and mm-hmm. so much of it that you will you, you know yeah I, I i screwed myself because of that when i was work i used to work in a coffee shop in new york and uh i got a i got hooked on iced coffee while i was there and i had to I screwed myself up so bad I had to go cold turkey off coffee for weeks because I wasn't I couldn't sleep. Coffee. I couldn't sleep. My my in, you know my my digestive system was turned inside out because oh, I yeah. was drinking so much yeah. of it. Yeah, it it really Be is. Careful. It, 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 it's one of those things that becomes as as uh, uh, satisfying as water because you're uh, the best iced coffee I ever had in my life was Brothers Coffee on Montrose when they were open for a short time. And uh, Brothers Coffee sold to all the big chains all over this, all of the. Uh, I, I know it was national; it might even have been a global thing. But they uh, they had a they had a storefront, which was the first Brothers Coffee on Montrose in the uh, late nineties. That was the that was that's the reason for my addiction. I always liked it. <laughs> I think my, my mother would always drink black coffee, no sugar, just black coffee. And it was instant. This is back in Ireland. So I, I would drink out of that. I would take a sip out of that. I always liked it. And, but uh, I, I, I was truly addicted when Brothers hit the scene because it was, it was a great a social spot, you know, not drinking. It was a great spot to go and get a, uh, you know, go and get a coffee, sit outside, write, you know, meet people, talk to the locals and whatnot. And a uh, great crew and, yeah, so so that was that was the that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I wish I had this video still. There was a, it was with with my dad. My dad is the one who got me drinking coffee when I was 16, 16, 16, 17 years old, and we were on a road trip in a in a in a hotel in El Paso, uh, and there was a coffee machine. There was one of those places with a kitchenette, um, NBC Suites, <laughs> and the. And we had he had bought me this video camera that summer. This was like the summer of 1985 or something like that. So I had this this huge <laughs> camera. VHS tape in it. Or? Well, yeah, it had a, it had a separate thing for a VHS. Oh it was my God. it was a little VCR he bought me. That, yeah, that you could take the the tape part of it 
there was yeah. a component thing. So like there was a receiver and the tape. So the, the deck slung over your shoulder and then this huge, like almost broadcast size. I still have the camera actually. Nice. <laughs> it's just huge. Um, Thanks. but we took that on a road trip and, uh, he had me set it up with the tripod. It was probably this tripod too. Actually, he, that might be the tripod he bought me. Um, they don't make them like this anymore, by the way. It's incredibly sturdy. Uh, we set it up in, in the, uh, in the hotel room. We're sitting on the couch making, you know, drinking our coffee and, <laughs> and, uh, uh, so that's when I, that's when I decided how, or I said, just, I tried it with, with, uh, yeah, I tried it black. I tried it with, uh, cream and I tried it with cream and sugar. I just, I decided that right away I didn't like it with sugar. <laughs> and for a long time I did take it with cream or milk, but yeah. it was at some point, I think in my early twenties, I I just decided it was easier to just not have to worry about yeah, <laughs> the, really. the cream part of it. Yeah. Um, good good coffee doesn't need. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I still don't mind it. I'll, I'll, you know, I may have it occasionally, like cappuccino, maybe. You know, that type. I, of thing. I do. Uh, yeah, uh, with a with a meal. I remember um, back in the day, Ruggles on again on Westheimer. They used to do. Uh, I used to go go there a lot, and uh, they. I think they went belly up, but they uh, they had a they had the best cappuccino on because it was it was a lot less milk, you know, a lot less foam, and uh, but yeah. Uh, Really good desserts and really good. So after after a nice steak and a good dessert, I like the cappuccino there. But again, it's it's I'll always take espresso over. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would imagine like if you had your own shop, it would be like the one that we found in uh in uh Albuquerque in Albuquerque. Yeah. If you go to Albuquerque, oh, it, what what was the name of the place? I'm forgetting now. Oh, Espresso Fino. Yeah. Espresso Fino. Yeah. Yeah, I just sent my dad. My dad's there right now. Okay. I, I was actually a week ago or two weeks ago. But I sent him to so so we're going through uh we're we're going out to Vegas and we hit Albuquerque and we stop in, we find this place called Espresso Fino. One guy. Yeah. And he's back One behind that big wall of coffee and stuff. So we go in there and uh you know, it, it's 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 seen from a from a an old western. You know, you go in there and eyes us up we look and I go you got any coffee and he goes does a sack of flour make a big biscuit alright I'm gonna like this guy <laughs> so we go in and uh, we go in and we uh, you know I go hey I, I need a really big coffee what, the biggest one you have actually dump those flowers out of that vase put some coffee in it and put some espresso in it. he said well he said try the coffee first he said I don't wanna you know I brew it pretty strong i looked at him i said we're gonna get along just fine <laughs> ended up putting coffee uh, espresso in it anyway but not because uh we, so there's there's a there's a the place we used to go to the, i can't remember the name of that corporate place that we used to go to all the time because it was the only place that we could get good coffee you know reliable coffee mm. yeah for a while that was Tasting. true yeah so but then it just started getting pissier and weaker and just crappier. I mean, and it was noticeable, mm -hmm. you know, by the, but you know, by the quarter or by the, you know, whatever. Yep. So uh, we ended up having to put shots in it and more shots in it, and to to and it's not this. It's not like when I used to do heroin this morning. Mm. Uh, you know, you, you need more and you need more and you need more and you never get back to that. That, yeah. that wasn't the case. I drink the same coffee for years now, and and I don't 
I don't have to up yeah, the, doctor, yeah. I, I don't have to doctor it, you know, and I've, I've, I have, you yeah. know, I, I, the complaint that I get mostly with the coffee that I make is it's too strong. And, um, and I don't care. It's not true, folks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, but, but, and I do mess with, with the, with the blends too. I'll, I'll get different, you know. So anyway, I digress. So we, we moved to, uh, we moved to, you know, we talked about this in the show as well. We moved to the local shops when we're touring. We, we, you know, co-pilot usually, Hey, there's a place up here. It's got this. It's got this. And they go, okay, do they have drip coffee? That's yeah. a must, that's a must for me. I have to have drip coffee with espresso in it. If it's the Americanos to me, are way too much water. I do. So again, not important. <laughs> I'll say really quickly about that is because uh, Americanos used to be my thing at at the place that shall be, shall not be named currently. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just I can't I can't understand how you have you know uh, uh, an inch of espresso. And then five inches of water. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I didn't. So, and I, so, didn't I used to not like the taste. The reason why I did, I didn't like the taste we're of not, pipe. We're not judging you, Chad. No, but you, just you, calm down. <laughs> okay? I'm just saying when, when, I, when you started doing the, 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 uh, the black eyes, uh, which is, which is uh, by the way, not a red eye. Black eye is coffee with two shots. You'll hear people call it red eye. It's not a red eye. Right? Well, we call so, it a red eye here. Yeah. Well, you're going to have two black eyes. But there was... If I, you, I vividly remember that when you first turned me on to that, because you, you said you had, you had the, the black eye with two shots, and you said, I was, ha- I was sitting there with my grande Americano. I was perfectly happy. You said, you need to try this one. I'm like, like what? I'm like, fine. And I was immediately hooked on it. And that crap gets expensive. <laughs> well, it, it is so, because it's, it, you're, you're dealing with, yeah. you know, you're dealing with corporate America, which is, I can not to have But, I mean, they have to get, they have to get, every penny out of you they have to get every you know so your 25 cent cup of coffee is now six dollars yeah yeah what costs with products and everything okay let's call it 50 cents let's just go for the rent and the ac and wi-fi all right so let's say you're paying 50 cent you're now paying six dollars for a cup of coffee which and so and then it doesn't taste that good and i I remember going back in and i remember the one in huntsville we went back in. And I said, D- "Are there shots in here?" And she goes, "Oh yeah, there's definitely shots in there." Uh, I can't, I can't taste it. And she goes, "No charge." I'm going to put some. In. Oh, uh, well, thank you. Put them in again. Still couldn't still taste it. Same. I'm not kidding you. That's so now you're worst. drinking, you know, your 18, 20 ounces of coffee with, you know, four, six shots in it, and nothing, nothing no nothing. change. Yeah. Yeah. So that's shit. Yeah. So you, you, you know that you're dealing. So uh, uh, I'm completely. Uh, now all I want to do is just make coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 now I'm just dying for God. Uh, yeah. That's I, the worst. When we we stop someplace and whoever takes the first sip, you know, the other we look we're looking at each other, huh? Yeah, yeah good. We want to see the eyebrows go up, you know. And most of the time, I hate to say it, it's like, huh? yeah, but, but but so back to espresso fino in Albuquerque, yeah, um, and the 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 most joyous thing is having you know having a good cup of coffee. There's there's just nothing better than a good cup of coffee, but. You put a little espresso in it, you're just getting better. You, you know, all you're doing is improving your life. Go for it, you know. <laughs> but but that wasn't the end of the story. The end of the story is the coffee was is magnificent. But right down the road, there's a little uh, little Hispanic lady who makes oh, these yeah. green chili breakfast burritos. And I'm gonna, I I I don't know if I've ever had. Uh, 
something that big in my mouth <laughs> with such <laughs> no I'm just yeah delete delete <laughs> no it the the best tasting breakfast burrito ever had ever had and i went back inside and i said kid you, you're all right you're gonna you, you're gonna go places give me four more <laughs> give me you know and there's only a limited number because she makes them you know in the mornings and they're fresh and they're de- and uh i remember getting a couple for you know for the road because we're going to vegas we still had hundreds of hours left on the on the road and those things tasted as good cold down the road mm-hmm. you know later on that day as yeah. as, as it, it just just phenomenal was it, was, wasn't he trying to limit how many of those we bought too because he, he didn't want it to, no. to just disappear for the other customers i i, I didn't notice it then. I, was I, too, I was too busy going, <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah that, that, that guy is so cool uh, yeah, and also uh, our friends up in Longview at Silver Grizzly, they uh, they do a great Silver uh, Grizzly. Yes, they do. I, I was only prompted by the sticker on your yeah, laptop. Yeah, it's on my Mac. But uh, <laughs> you know, we we have we we have uh, somebody had said this a while back, and really now is the time. To do, we should put together a coffee table book of coffee stops that we've made. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're a you're a coffee. You know, I've been drinking coffee like the last ten or twelve years or so. I kind of came well, in, a, I came into it late. Yeah. So, kid, you're already young. Jesus, yeah, so, yeah. So I kind of came into it late. So I'm still learning. I'm still yeah. learning. But for me, coffee is almost like coffee. Coffee is, is 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 almost to me like cigars. Like I can't like my palate is not there to tell. I mean, I can tell when it's weak and then when it's not when it's gross. Yeah. Like if you go like to a, you know, uh, like a like a. Marriott Denny's. Courtyard or whatever, yeah. and you stay overnight, and then they have, they have breakfast the yeah. next day. Breakfast, and you go get a cup of coffee. It's like ooh, yeah, you know. You can see. Through I can it. tell that. I can tell yeah. that. Yeah, you that, get the same tap good. water, and yeah, and I can tell that yours is strong. To me, it's strong. You know, the one I make at home is 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 you know I think more of a medium kind of a, 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 a as far as boldness goes. Um, but I'm still learning, and I, and I, but I, I do like I do like the the cold brew over here at uh, Cavo, right? Catalina, Catalina. I'm sorry, yeah. Catalina. And then Henderson down Caden. down Midtown, where I used to live, there's Retrospect. Yes, I like their cold brew a lot. Cavo, which is the one that's next to School of Rock. Speaking, it's expensive. I'm yeah, sorry. Are. I'm, that's, am I right? Yeah, they're right around the corner for me, and I was yeah. really I was really excited when they I li- opened. I like the shop. I like the people that work there, but it's like, like twice as expensive. I bought a cookie and a coffee, and it was ten dollars. I'm like, what yeah. the shit? Yeah. Whoa! But yeah, the cookie so. was the size of your steering wheel. Cookie was uh, no, it was just no. normal size. It was it was fine. Oh. It was Nutella, Hell that. Cares, but well, anyway, again, look, anyway. look look at the rent down there. Well, the rent is the rent is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. get I get that, and I get that. But um, yeah, the, I, the 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 only other coffee store I have was when we went up to Nebraska and we stopped at um, that burger place where there's millions and millions billions sold, and you went in, Patrick, and you ordered like. Like four espressos or five espressos, whatever no, it was. Yeah, it was, it was fill that coffee cup up with just a straight and espresso. It was like, they charge you like uh, they, they weren't sure what to do. So they charge you like just like two dollars or something yeah. like that. And you're like, I got a, this is like seventeen dollars yeah. worth of coffee. <laughs> so I got the twelve ounce cup full of espresso, and they, they they had the most fun. We had the most fun uh, trying to explain to them that we didn't want anything in it. But you can have caramel or. You Chocolate know, sprinkles or, or you know anything you want. Said, no, no, just espresso. And we had a we we but yeah, we uh, so so it was a twelve ounce thing full of espresso. And 
I mean, I, and it was it was very very good. I mean, it was just weird, you know, very yeah. good on its own. Yeah. I'm trying to remember where where we were when this happened. Was, I think it was one of the first times we went to did, did the Ireland tour that you and I were in a coffee shop somewhere, and you asked for the two shots, and there and the it might have been in one of those uh, uh, insomnia places, but the the barista was like concerned for you, like yeah, like, Are you sure? Are you gonna be okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> they just hadn't heard of that before there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, wow, we, we got a whole hour out of uh, out of coffee, out of, out of coffee, just yeah. about. I can't can't believe we haven't talked about that on the show before. What about what? Oh, the, coffee at that at that length. I know we've. It's oh, and you up. also not not to not to add any more time to this thing, but you mentioned there's a coffee shop, a marathon that you really enjoyed, right? Yes. Oh, the it, it's in the hotel in it's the Gage. In, the what? The Gage Hotel and Marathon, the big one. No, no. the other hotel. Yeah, smaller one. I don't know. Uh, I don't know when that is. Marathon what? Marathon Texas, out, out west Texas. It's, oh, yeah, right. it's in between uh, Alpine and Big Bend, kind of on the way. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Phenomenal. Yeah, just just and, east of Alpine, and they yeah. were trained the the baristas and the in the. Uh, I'll have to look it up. The baristas in the coffee shop in Marathon were trained in Houston, so when we got talking. And again, this oh. is why you stop at the local. This is why you always shop local. Just end to end, top to bottom, side to side, round around. Shop local. Okay. I'll tell you why. Because when you start meeting these people and talking to these people and get off your fucking phone and look at your, Sorry. look at the people in the eye and <laughs> just, you, you know, just the, the connections, the immediate you know, just and you know, there's often you know, there's the people behind the behind the counter that don't want to have anything to do. You know, don't like their job again. You know, understand it. Um, but the the commonality that 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 just explodes when you when you touch on you know you know, you know where you're coming from, where you're going, where you and you hit on Houston or you hit on you know uh, uh, and and it was funny because I, I want to say that they they too I lived in Florida for a time and. Um, the it was a husband and wife team, and the wife was uh, had been in Florida for a while too. Just all these connections made, but the Houston connection was the big. Not the V six coffee bar, no. That sounds. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just looking. Yeah, it was in the hotel. I, I appreciate the. Uh, 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 but yeah, anyway, sorry to interrupt. Wonderful. No, no, that's, that's I, I, I'm just racking my head trying to. Uh, but that's why you shop local because you you just gonna you're gonna meet the you're gonna meet the real people you're not mm-hmm. gonna be you know yeah turned in and out it's not a line of you know and, and then also you know the airport you know if you you know you, you you see the big line of people they're just going there because they know how to they know how to rattle off their order and they know that they're gonna get their name spelled wrong and they know that they're gonna you know spend three times ten times what it's worth and so they're happy to be in that line versus the you know if you can find it the big airport you'll find the local coffee shop in there you know the you know with the the pewter you know jugs of coffee on the thing you know made and just <laughs> real people you know yeah yeah all right uh so do we do we do we do address this? I guess we maybe we're moving on from this now, but Aaron had also asked what skill would you like to learn? Did we touch on that? No, we did not. 
Is that? Can you think of anything off? Yeah, you don't um, know that you like to know. Well, I, you know, it's it's not really. I mean, it's not very much different from music. But I wish I would have stuck with piano. Uh, yeah, as a kid. Yeah, me too. I took a lot of piano lessons. I had to study piano in college and in grad school, and I really, really enjoy it. I really love the piano. I think it's the. I think it's like the mother instrument, like especially for percussion. Um, and I love, I have, I have all the Beethoven piano sonatas and a lot of the Chopin stuff. Cause it's just, and whenever I could, whenever I went to go to a concert to see a, a piano player play, I would try to sit so I could look down the line of, of the keys to watch their hands, you know? Yeah. Um, so maybe piano would be uh, mm-hmm. one thing I'd like to learn, relearn. I mean, I, I know how to, I could, I could play it, but I just never stuck with it. So. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah, me as well. I enjoy it. I have one at home. <laughs> it's right, there, right next to my couch, and I barely ever touch What's it. What's wrong with you? I know it's it's horrible, but <laughs> it's I, I need to learn it's a great again. Keyboard. It is. Yeah, it's a Roland uh, weighted key. Oh, nice. It, okay. Not a, a lot of really great sounding patches on it. Yeah. Um. So I am gonna. I f- fixed it once before. I keep there's a, a couple of keys in the middle of the. I keep breaking. <laughs> I have to. You have to go and replace. It's pretty easy to fix. You have to just unscrew it and you replace yeah. the uh, the hammer part of it for the that thing keeps breaking. Um, but yeah, I, I mostly like all of my other, all the other instruments I play completely self-taught. I tried to take classes twice. Um, what well, would early on, I, I, I had a experience with it at a friend's house and I remember, I still remember it vividly because it was like, that was long before I learned to play guitar or anything, but there was, there was something that was, you know, a light was going off in my head when I was playing it. Yeah. But I didn't. I never really expressed interest in taking lessons in it. So that's. Just, I wish I had. You know, it would have been really cool. You know, it would have been great if I learned guitar earlier too. Mm. But uh, I, when I tried to learn, it was when I, I was in college. I think it was my late twenties. No, it was when I was started thirty thirty years old. I, twice I tried to take classes at U of H, and that for those as a you know as a, as an elective uh, class, and they teach you sight reading at the same time they're teaching you uh, technique, and. I could not, I was just way too impatient to learn how to sight read. I, I got, I took, I'd, I'd taken basic music theory before that and aced the class. It was a pretty easy class. But as far as sight reading, I would get the, 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 once I learned what the music was, I would start just playing it from ear because reflexively that's just what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was really hard for me to, to connect the notes to the, to the music, which I was oh, already man. hearing in my head. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. And then the, the, the because I would be doing embellishments and stuff, and the teacher would come by and go, no, 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 play what's on the paper. Like, again, I, I wound up dropping the class both times. So that was so frustrated. When I auditioned so, for the Houston Symphony back in 2009, just as a, they put out an open call, and I said, fuck it, I'll, I'll try it. And they said, had you learn all this? You had, to learn a, you had to learn a snare drum solo. You had to learn a tambourine part, a triangle part, and some keyboard stuff, xylophone stuff. I was trying to learn all this stuff. That Learning it was easy. And so you get to the audition and you walk on stage at Symphony Hall and it's, it's completely dark and someone just says, play the snare piece. So you play the snare drum piece. That's enough. <laughs> play the keyboard piece. Blah, 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 blah. Play that thing. Play the tambourine thing, whatever. Yeah. And then he said, there's some sight reading on the stand uh, at, at the xylophone. Take it out. It should say whatever on the top of it. We'll give you a few minutes to take a look at it. So you take a look at it and you're like, okay, it's in the key of E flat. Starts on the E, goes down up there, goes up there. Okay, play the piece. And I'm kind of like, I'm doing okay. I'm doing great. And at the end of the first line, they put a meter change. So uh. it went from 4-4 four, four to 6-8 and a key change. And then it started, the music started on the very next line. 
So, which is not how you write music. You actually supposed to give somebody a heads up because it was sight read. And I got to that part. I just stopped playing like, thank you. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. It was, it was that sight reading. It's a challenge. I mean, I was doing, you know, because I read music and I was teaching at the same time. I, I was sight reading a lot of stuff for the kids. Oh no, it goes like this. See, this is how it goes. Kind of a thing. Reading their band music and their mm-hmm. solo music and stuff like that. But that was a little bit more challenging than I was hoping for that day. Needless I, to say, I, I didn't get a, I didn't get a call back. Yeah. I have, we have zero, uh, music theory i've i mean uh never took a i i did steal money uh what what uh i i i i got well i got the money honestly but i stole it because i didn't do with it what i was supposed to do but i used to <laughs> i used to as a kid uh take money for guitar lessons from my mother and go and buy cigarettes so uh so i never learned any guitar and that would be, that would be tremendous to learn. You know, I, uh, my daughter plays trombone and uh, violin, and she can read music, and she's pretty good. And you know, I, I came home one day. We were talking about the Kinks. I came home one day, and the, uh, her. Oh, nice. I was like, "What? What is that?" What? And I'm going to kick, kick in the door. What the hell is going on in here? <laughs> Playing the kinks, I was like, get, "Get the guitar, let me see, let me see this." And it was in key, it was in time, it was in. So, whoa! I, how did you? You know, I just looked up the music. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so again, that's why I do what by ear. But to hear it and to see it and to you know the it, it, it's and, and again, I know what four four and six eight and so just yeah. because you know you're in the. You're, it, you know, you've been playing music live for this long. Yeah, you you're going to come something. across it. Yeah, and uh, and again, it, like, you know, the the the, the one four five chord progression, this and that. I don't know what it means. Hear it, got it. You know, read well, it. Well, I think well, to 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 not inflate your ego any bigger than it already is. Here we go. There's, there's no room. Yeah, yeah, just loaded comment, but. <laughs> I think you understand theory to the point of, like you said, hearing it and understanding where you're going next. What it looks like on a piece of paper is probably inconsequential for, I mean, unless you really want to learn it, which is not, it's not really that hard to learn. It's almost like another language, but I think you're, you're so far into music in your life that I don't think it'd be difficult to learn. Does it make you a better player at this point? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm just, not going to. I'm not going to learn it. And right. that's a, and that's a big discussion that a lot of people have about yeah. about uh, like like learning. You know, some people say I'd rather have someone that learns by ear and plays from the heart than someone that can read. And and I'm like, I mean, that's kind of a, a stupid argument. I think. I think it's a foolish argument. It's like, I mean, so you're saying that someone who knows how to read is not going to play from the play from the heart yeah. of the soul? I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. I th- I think for, in some cases it. it it doesn't make you a better musician. It just changes your understanding of yes. what's happening. But I think you already have that because you know how many songs? Thousands. Three. three. It's the same. But you know the same three songs a thousand times. Yeah. But no, seriously. I mean, you, 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 yeah. learn, you learn songs because you understand. You hear it and you understand how it works on the guitar. Yeah. I, so. I, and I use muscle memory. I don't know keys. I don't know. So I, again, I use muscle memory for different songs because when you're singing and playing at the same time, yeah, 
a lot of the times and when you sing loud, your hearing shuts, so you're not hearing the guitar. You right. know, when you sing really, really loud, if you scream really, really loud, try to click your fingers and see if you can hear it. You know, and even though you can feel that you're doing it, you can't hear it when you're screaming. And it's the same thing with singing. So when you when you play, you better know where you're, you know. Yeah, and that's a skill on its own. We're supposed to be, yeah. So. Some people so, can't do that, and they have yeah. music careers. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a mystery to me. It's like, I think it's kind of amazing that, that we're able to sing at all, that we can... Go for a note. I mean, talking is one thing, but being able to go for a note and hit it, and you know what I mean. We haven't heard me sing yet. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, maybe we have. Yeah. <laughs> that, Ch- that, check out some of our new, uh, our new uh, acoustic shows. Yeah. And you'll hear us sing. Yeah, he's been. I feel up. like uh, who's the middle? Who's the middle? Brady? Is it uh, Peter? Tom Brady? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The middle Brady. That episode where his voice changes. They all sing a song. Oh, yeah. his voice Go Google that. That's how I sound like <laughs> when I sing. It's time to rearrange. You know. Anyway, but that that in whistling, it's like, you know, I I, I have a certain range in, in whistling, but I, I can I can whistle a tune. It's like, how, how am I doing that? I don't even know how that works. You know, it's crazy. Anyway. Well, it's the uh, pressure about, of your. Uh, it's the throat. <laughs> it's all in the throat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, gosh, we haven't even got through all the questions, and we're we're. Uh, like an hour and a half almost. We have gone long, yeah. Where are we? Yeah, hour 40. Gosh. Well, um, yeah, because, you know, people are people are going stir-crazy in there, but I, I, you know, this might be too long to subject <laughs> people's, <laughs> people's <laughs> sanity yeah. to this. So Aaron did have one more question, but maybe we should save it for next week. What was the question, Chad? The question was, do you, each of you guys have your own personal favorite song that we play? Oof. And I'm assuming she meant in, in Blackguards. Sure. Have we played Black Rose by Thin Lizzy yet? No. Okay. No. Okay, we'll keep it for next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would, I would love to. I mean, you mentioned uh, Come Dancing by the Kinks. That would be really fun to play with Jeff, especially. Yeah. Um, there's, there, there, there are many favorite songs. I, I, personally, I like to play. The, and I, I really, I, I, I can say that honestly, because it's a part of the night where where you... You, you know, you're there to hopefully move the audience, and I don't mean just dance or drink or to the exit. Jump or, yeah, <laughs> to the exit. That's a good one. Um, the the different parts of the night are you can't predict how the audience is going to react and what songs they're going to like, and especially when you when you put a new one in the set. Uh, a lot of the times you. I stare at the ground. I don't want to see the reaction. I want to hang it on for dear life. Um, so you, but you're curious to see at the end what the reaction's going to mm-hmm. be. We even with songs you played for years, the favorite song can be the one that's just blindsided people that night. And oh, that's cool. You know the. You know, so that would be the favorite song of the night. So it doesn't necessarily have to be one that that I look forward to play that I put on the on the list for. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some of my favorite songs have been when other people are singing because I get to. You know, pretty much all my favorites are the ones I'm not singing, <laughs> which is uh, yeah, but yeah, but, it, but it's because it really does. I mean, you know, you you know when the rhythm section is 
on and into it. Yeah. And that, that's, again, that's kind of the shirt thing, you know, the collared shirt or, the, or at least trying to dress. When you put forth the effort to, to step up your performance and you, you, you mean it. Same thing with, you know, when the rhythm section, when the band connects, when the band locks in and are able to deliver that. Yeah. That's when, that's when the, that's when the music takes over and the, and it's, I, I, it just sounds so crystals and, you know, soul lifting. And that, that's not the, you know, there, there's that moment where you actually get yourself kicked in the head and you, whoa, you know, that's the moment where you're, you know, and, and it's mo- most of the time it comes from, you know, being blindsided by the, the reaction in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have to say mine's, mine's a, mine's a, mine's a giving, not a taking. Mine's a giving. <laughs> <laughs> I think the question is best answered. It's, it, it's different every night because like Patrick's saying is like, it's, it's the, it's the way that you feel when you play that song. Like some songs can be more like, for me, it's like, okay, how does this one go? Here's the part. I can make sure I play the part right. Make sure I'm locking in with Chad. Make sure we're supporting, you know, the the fiddle or the guitar or the vocal or whatever. But then it's like the songs where they're just like, this. it's wild abandon. And it's like, I'm having fun doing what I'm doing right now, like at this particular moment. Mm-hmm. And then when the crowd reacts, that's when it's just like, yeah, oh, okay. Uh, we we did our job right, you know, kind of a thing. I can't say this one particular song, but it, it, it and it's like it's like I said, it's different every night. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of frustrating. <laughs> we don't have we don't have the audience reaction right now for our shows, at least not immediately. You know, yeah. we get yeah, to see the comments really, afterwards. But, but in 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 recent the last four or five acoustic, everybody's been so generous and so tremendously yeah. big hearted and you know it that's that's the that's the nice part about about this is you know hearing people saying hey i'm stuck at home we're we're inside we're, you know the music is you know that's i'm just i'm just so thrilled that we're able to mm-hmm. to to do this yeah and yeah. To, to to be you know again like i said i miss the volume and the energy of standing up and plugging in and getting loud. I, I miss that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go crazy. One thing I noticed um, on uh, Saturday was I looked over Chad's shoulder at the comments on, on the Facebook thing. And, and then the cool thing was people were saying, they were like saying hello to their friends that were, they yes. could see showing up. I thought that was nice. It's like a yeah. way, way yeah. for the folks to stay connected. Like, Hey, Su- Hey Susie. Hey Johnny. And they're yeah. like, Hey, what's up? You know, yeah. kind of thing to each other online. And it's, it's fun to yeah. see them kind of making that connection. That's too, always so. been one of the draws, I think, to the live streams, even before this whole shutdown thing started. That, that's people who have done that in the comments. Yeah, it's the neat. Streams. Yeah. yeah. I really, yeah. and I, I, uh, I, there's hardly a song we play that I don't like, but um, before this, if you, we had to ask, this question has been asked before, and before I remember saying that I really like the new stuff we're playing. That's usually the stuff I'm most, most excited about. Moonshiner being one of the most recent stuff that, that we've added to the set in the, over the past year that I like. Um, and, uh, but now th- th- we just, it was funny because th- there was uh, the song rock and roll patio, which is a, a Shane McGowan song that you did with the Pope's we've had in the set since the very beginning. 
and we've never really been able to figure out the groove for it. And and now we just didn't since, spend time on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we you know. But since we did it, now that we're playing with you, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it it, well. No, the it's last a, two times we played it have been especially this then this last stream I think was just so good. And and Jeff's Jeff, like you said, he, something he, he's always been amazing. But this last show, he was really on fire. And the stuff he played in that yeah, song, he played in a couple of solos on Saturday. I was just like, yeah. "Holy smoke, that yeah, was yeah. awesome!" I really, really enjoy that one now. Anyway, and so that was the first thing I thought of when she asked that question. I was like, "Rock and Roll Patty," that's my new favorite oh. at the moment. Yeah, cool. All right, yeah, that's yeah. fun to play. Yeah, definitely is fun to it's play. Like it, yeah, and we haven't played in a while, but I, I really, as far as the original stuff go, "Rain or Shine" I think is my favorite of the original stuff that Patrick has written recently. We haven't done that really uh, in a while. I haven't done it since since the uh, the shutdown. Sorry, I don't think. Yeah, anyway, we need, we should we have we haven't done it acoustically, so we try maybe try that, that next weekend. Yeah, we just need to get Jeff Jeff to uh to yeah. uh, to, to uh, decide or figure out what he's going to play on it. Which uh, I think we we did a we worked on it once before. It's been a while, so we need to we need to brush up on it. I think. Anyway, all right, are we done? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think. Uh, and I had a I had a thought this morning on next week's um, uh, Slappercast. I think it, I, again, it's thought hasn't hit the hadn't hit the room yet. So uh, I was thinking, you know, you know those old movies, you know, where the the the, the hero gets shot and you're like, go on, go on. With yeah, that yeah, movie, yeah. You know? I, I, I'm wondering. Then the, again, this will probably need a little little time to think of. I'm wondering if there's any. Uh, rock and roll band that you know like when Cliff Burton from Metallica died mm. they said uh, they said oh yeah you know we have to go on that's what he would have wanted are there any you know like like Freddie I mean are there any bands that you know the singers or the you know the, the band members like no I don't want you to because <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now if uh, you know if I die tonight I don't want you guys doing this shit anymore <laughs> no <laughs> just <laughs> No, you know what I mean, like the you because know, of course you go to Queen, you know. It's like oh, who the fuck is going to replace Freddie? You know, it's like to just everybody just go do your solo records and you know be on or you know go form another thing. Don't call it Queen, you know. Right? Is, is there a is there a is there a band member that that dies and the band goes on and you think to yourself? Probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, they didn't yeah. want that. That'll be a good topic for next week. <laughs> oh yeah, I got some like, different ideas for that. About that. So next anyway, week's that was... topic will be ghost bands. Yeah, which yeah. is basically you know like like yeah. like why is Count Basie's band still playing? Yeah, everybody in that band's been dead twice over since yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, well, we 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 actually played with uh uh, uh was it Jeremiah was a bullfrog? What's that band? Three Dog Night. Three Dog Night. We played with them. I don't even think there was an original member in that. And, uh, I got a story about that next week. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be continued involves involves a local, a local musical hero of ours, friend of ours. Yeah, yeah. Three Dog Night. I'll tell you all about it next week. Oh. Good, good, good. Remind Tune me in. Next week. And listen, keep your questions coming. This was this was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, you know, this is a this thing. You know, everybody wash your hands and be nice to each other. This thing will go real fast. You know, will go a whole lot faster. So thanks for tuning in and. Thanks for your questions and keep them coming. But and uh, we're we're um, uh, hopefully back this Sunday. I think so. 
do yeah. the acoustic thing. If not electric, and also I I'd, I'd mumbled something on the last acoustic thing about doing an adult show. If anybody's, you know, I mean, uh, if uh, if we can get that, because I uh, I've uh, I've had enough of these candy coated lyric, uh, you know, these uh, Sesame Street lyric. It's definitely a shock to my ears when I don't hear the correct correct words. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, the hardest part is trying to remember what the original words are or to take out the one, because I've just been, you know, freewheeling yeah. for so long. Yeah, freeballing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we definitely need to do that. What? Just make sure it's it's well-known ahead of time. That's what we're planning to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. We'll, we'll all wear our, you know, our over 12 T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> R. Kelly gave us a bunch. We can he did. Yeah. That smells funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everybody, and thank you for your questions again, as Patrick already said. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Ellen. Guy from Florida. And thank you, Sean. Sean, and also uh, thank you all our new Patreon and all our Patreon people. You're, you're absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Just yeah. Can't, can't thank you enough. Been The Carr Brothers. Uh, yes, thank you, Reeves, guys. Everybody's been so generous. Kathy and Peter Duncan, good God. Um, thank my mom. I think she bought another T-shirt this month, or she's about to buy another T-shirt for somebody. So okay, cool. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, uh, we've extended our. Uh, we're giving all the the proceeds from our or the profits from our t shirt sales online to no kid go no kid hungry no Houston food bank. Oh, Houston food bank. Yeah, that was the, the first one. Yeah, that now we're doing the Houston food bank. We're changing it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Houston well, food we, bank. I mean, we'll, or we'll it's split it. Up. We'll, yeah. we'll just we, you know, it, March was March was weak. So yeah, we're you know trying to. Well, it was it was. Uh, no Kid Hungry is what we're doing for the t-shirts. Yeah, NoKidHungry.org yeah. and uh, yeah. Houston Food Bank. We just just split it because uh, it's just every, everybody doing such f- fantastic work. Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, of course, goes without saying, but all the, all the doctors and nurses and police and firemen and all the people working in the stores, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is especially rough on all of you, and we thank you. Yeah, yes, absolutely. All right. Thank you, y'all. We'll see you again next week. Thank you. Oh, and subscribe, please. If you're watching this on YouTube, I can't point in the right direction. (laughs) Please subscribe. Uh, We we definitely appreciate it. We're almost there. We need to get to 1,000 subscribers. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're right there. We're very close. All right. Cheers, y'all. And he hated Queen's Flash Gordon record, so he's on, ah. he's on my he's on my list. That's Flash Gordon. <laughs> that's like that's like children playing with Tupperware in the kitchen. To me, he was like, "Flash, I love you, but we've only got fifteen minutes to clean the floor." <laughs> I made my mom. I dragged. I made my mom take me to that and um, Xanadu. <laughs> I was a big ELO fan as a kid. I go, "We got to go see Xanadu because ELO's on the soundtrack." Terrible. Oh wow, what a brilliant band. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. for for I mean Jeff Lynn for no uh for just I mean I know he got some recognition, but my god, for as as genius as that band was. I remember listening to uh um uh, uh, it's a living thing. Uh, uh Yeah. Just that last train to London. Oh this you know this these, 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 these deep cuts, you know that I as, as a kid just go, how does that sound like that? You know, and then Yeah, the uh the uh, Discovery record was definitely their disco record. It was the but the, where Last Train comes from. But that record is just—I don't care. It sounds yeah. 
It sounds great. The playing is great. It's re- really well produced. Yeah, and he has a he has a style. Jeff Lynne, I mean, there's just nobody. You know, he and Tom Petty were so uh, so recognizable with the first of the you know the you know the, the the feel of that record. Even just taking it out of the sleeve, just you just knew who it was. And you knew what you were going to get, but yeah. you never knew to what level of intensity you were going to be blown away. You know, yeah, which yeah, no, yeah, it. definitely. Definitely yeah. a recognizable. Speaking of producers, like we did last week, Chad. I mean, like yeah. Jeff Lynne's production definitely has a unique yeah. and remarkable. You're like, yeah. oh, that's Jeff Lynne. You yeah. know, from the from like the first first measure, the first four notes. It's like, oh, that's Jeff Lynne producing that record. Yeah, I think he did. Which Tom Petty record was it? Uh, Full Moon Fever. Full Moon Fever, and I think he did one of the George Harrison solo records. Cloud Nine. George, Cloud Nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and definitely he's all over that traveling Wilbury shit. So. That was all around the same time too. Yeah, late 80s. yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, let's get Jeff to produce it. Okay. Yeah. And he oh, also yeah. produced, uh, he produced Paul McCartney late in the late nineties as well. Probably. Um, yeah. The, uh, what record was that? The, oh, Flaming Pie. Flaming record. Pie. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. Flowers in the Dirt, I think was Paul and I think Elvis Costello had a hand in that too. At least songwriting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you, God, it would have been cool if he produced it. I was always angry that they, cause those songs that those two wrote together. Yeah. So good, yeah. So much better than anything Paul was doing on his own. That Paul that, shouldn't uh, do anything on his own. Yeah. That, what's that? Paul McCartney should go home. Should <laughs> not do anything on his own. Exactly. He, yeah, he, that, he's uh, much better with collaborators. That Flowers in the Dirt record is really, really, really good. And that was the one. That was the tour I saw him on. Yeah. Uh, years ago, and I was like, hey, killer band and different Linda. Have Oof. you Have you heard the demos of the two of them? Yeah. The songs. Yeah. Yeah, they should have done an album together. Yeah. And I think they would have. It's just Paul didn't want to do it because he, he was really felt really uncomfortable about how similar it felt to working with John Lennon when he was working with Elvis. Did Dude, he, it's been like 15 years. I know. Get over it. Yeah. Wait, yeah. was it longer than that? It was longer than the that. The time was, was about 20, 20 years. years yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Crazy. I was going to say one more thing and I just totally forgot what it was. Oh, <laughs> I'm planning on doing a deep dive in the ELO this week. Really? Deep dive. Yeah. Going the, back to the first record, I'm going to go through all the records. Oh, nice. we should talk about that next week, then. I'll give you a full report next week. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge is that Beb. that enough time? <laughs> I'm a, yeah, really. I'm a huge Beb Bevan. I mean, Beb Bevan is on my short list of, like, you know, drummers that I that I admire and that were influenced on me. And and and, uh, and Bev is definitely, the drummer for ELO is awesome, fantastic drummer. All right. 